With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, it's uh, after the election, and I don't know if you caught the Chronicle Herald or uh, Saltwire, but uh, progressive conservatives push aside liberals in Nova Scotia election with upset majority victory. A lot of the analysts were talking about, oh, and by the way, if you want to find out more about the results, you can click in through here and go riding by running if you would like. Uh, but all of this to say, uh, Tim Houston is the premier designate in Nova Scotia, and uh, there's still some counting happening. But we saw uh, what was a campaign of momentum and really interested in hearing what uh, Dr. Lori Turnbull has to uh, say uh, to the results. And first of all, great job last night on Global as uh, one of the anchors. Um, that's a, a little different role. Usually uh, we see you as an example of someone who, who knows her stuff as a political scientist. Uh, <laughs> you are front and center in the camera. So uh, how, how was that for you? It was fun. I, I really like working with Sarah and it's nice to have a conversation like just sort of keep it going over the night. And it was really interesting to see the results come in. Like, I mean, I was sort of thinking this, that Houston would probably come first in terms of seats, but the majority was decisive. And I was like, okay, like the people were ready for something new. And and that idea that it's an election of change. Uh, well, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, the first change happened when Stephen McNeil said he wasn't going to be around to lead the party into the next election. Uh, and and as I pointed out, uh, sometimes just following up someone who was such a strong personality, someone who uh, clearly was the face of not just uh, you know the premier's office but entire government, you're going to perhaps be seen as as weak. But that said, um, you know. Tim Houston put on a, an amazing performance and his entire team. And he won a government without actually winning a seat in Halifax, which is something yeah. people have wondered if it was possible. And clearly it is. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, the way our, our riding system works, like there's certainly lots to be mined on the rural side. I think Houston will have to find ways to make inroads with Halifax. I wouldn't be surprised if he picked up some of the threads of Gary Burrell's campaign on affordable housing and rent control. And I think Houston probably knows, like, he, he wants to do that. Like, he, you have to be, in order to be an ex, a, a successful and a legitimate you know, leader, you have to think about the people who didn't vote for you. And I don't think it's a big stretch for Tim Houston at all to think about um, the types of, of things that Gary Burrell suggested on affordable housing. I'm glad you brought up Stephen McNeil. I, it occurred to me last night, like, Rankin, everybody's saying Rankin is the first premier to lose an election during COVID. Yes, he lost it. But he's also the first premier to become premier during COVID. And I think that was probably a really tough spot for him to be in because how do you get, you know, kind of, he wasn't a household name. I don't think he was in cabinet, but like, he's a quiet guy. I don't think people were sort of all talking about Rankin. And so when he came to this position, like, how do you overnight become the person who's out there telling everybody to stay home and wear a mask and, you know, kind of have that authoritative legitimacy at the same time as you're getting to know people, like I think it's, you know, it's it's a tough spot for anybody. And speaking of a tough spot, I think it was Graham Steele who said any uh, opposition party that says they're going to come in and fix health care 
is put, setting themselves up for a, a huge challenge, uh, not only health care, but mental health care and addictions yeah. and uh, long term care. All of this, plus, you know, what's happening with paramedicine and, and that. Uh, how do you even start if you're Tim Houston? Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a really good point. And it occurred to me yesterday, like it's almost like we've been talking about not just healthcare, but a lot of the same issues in healthcare for decades. And when you look back at the premiers who have tried to fix this, you know, like John Savage, John Hamm, no offense to Mr. Houston, but it is, you know, if it was easy to fix healthcare in Nova Scotia, we, somebody would have done that already. And so I think, you know, it's, it's not so much that he's come forward with a plan that we've never seen anything like it before. It's, it's not really that it's just, I think people were ready to make a change and Houston has shown himself to be a capable person who understands what's important to Nova Scotians. But I think it's going to be important for him to show some kind of progress pretty quickly. He's talking about a doctor shortage. People want family doctor. Like how is that's something that's, that's he, people are going to expect to see results on soon. He's talking about making Nova Scotia a great place that everybody wants to come and live and work. Great. I love the sound of that. How are you going to do that? Like now I think it's like for a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks, we'll see the transition for a little while. He'll have a bit of a honeymoon period, but not for long. And then people will want to know, okay, you know, how are you different from the last guy? What are you going to do that nobody else has done before? It's interesting you say that because on social media this morning, people are like, oh, great. Let's find out how, you know, this is going to work out. And is there a chance that, uh, you know, this politician won't disappoint that, there's that perception that promises are easy to come by, but delivering on them, not so easy. And, and Tim Houston really has, you know, his integrity at stake based on, you know, some of the big ticket items that he's, he's put his entire brand invested his entire brand with. Oh yeah. And this is obviously his first term. Um, And I think for him, it was hard during COVID because there was no legislature sitting. There was no way for him to really get the spotlight to be able to, criticize Rankin's approach and or in Stephen McNeil's before it and to be able to tell people about his own plan and so like he's really had a short time to talk to people about what he wants to do now there's going to be a lot of pressure on him to deliver that and he's going to have to look to like every other incoming premier like you know look around and see exactly what's happening in these departments and where his immediate priorities have to be I'm interested to see who he's going to make as a health minister is he going to uh, separate out a mental health minister is he like what what's what are we going to see happen in terms of his machinery and, and talking about you know signing cabinet positions i cannot help but think uh, carla mcfarlane is uh, yep. going to be uh, given a very strong role given how uh, effective she was as an interim leader uh, and i'm thinking you know the candidate in antagonist who defeated randy delory yep. Uh, whose name escapes me at the moment but th- this has been you know some of the higher profile candidates cabinet ministers uh, didn't win, but Zach Churchill was successful in Yarmouth, one of the yeah. rare areas outside of uh, Halifax that, that kept its its uh, liberal branding. Uh, but, you know, this is, is early days. And, um, you know, you talked about comparisons. Um, you know, I don't know if I'd ever heard a, a progressive conservative leader say, you know, no, I'm more like Justin Trudeau than I am mm-hmm. Aaron O'Toole. Uh, but I did hear Aaron O'Toole making comments today saying, you know, the, the appetite was there for change in Nova Scotia. And he's Kind of projecting maybe that's going to happen on a federal stage, you know, because that's that's the next focus will be obviously on, on the federal campaign. Yeah, I mean, I get the point around, you know, if people are ready for change. And I think in Nova Scotia, like we don't have um, like 
we don't have necessarily the same sense of a public health crisis in an immediate kind of at your doorstep way that we did a year ago. And we've, you know, our vaccine rate is very high. We can see cases going up in Ontario and Alberta, and we're not having that, you know, like our cases is, are very low and they're stable. And so I think um, when things are stable like that, it's easier for voters to think about making a change. It's hard to think about if we're in the eye of a storm, changing leadership, even if you're not thrilled with what we have, it's still disruptive if you decide to go go another way. So yeah, I mean, if, if Nova Scotians are, and Atlantic Canadians maybe more broadly are thinking that we are kind of out of the woods, although I, you know, knock wood and hope I'm not tempting fate here, then, you know, maybe they might look around. But um, I don't think that a vote for Houston is in any way indicative of a willingness to vote for O'Toole. Houston has taken, as you said, you know, a lot of effort to make sure that he's got a, a distance between him and O'Toole and between other conservative leaders in the country who are polarizing. And so I think he's going to do, you know, he's going to be a good partner for Justin Trudeau, provided Trudeau wins this election. And I think he probably will. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would cheer too loudly if I were Aaron O'Toole at this point. And, but also I think Houston has shown there is something to be said for red Toryism, which is a big part of the political culture here in Atlantic Canada. And maybe if that can win here, o O'Toole should have a look at some strategies that are a bit more, um, you know, in that vein, because I think they do have a lot of resonance with people. Yeah, we, we know what uh, Tim Houston's task is. Um, and if you look, Ian Rankin suggested he's going to stick around, that he has some unfinished mm -hmm. business, that he wants to stay on as the Liberal leader, which is, you know, not a surprise. A little, you know. Uh, so what what do you feel is um, Gary Burrell's lot in life politically, given, you know, some were expecting a, a better performance, but he did grow the seat count. He, grow, he grew the seat count, but not anywhere near probably as much as he wanted. And I think... He, yeah, I mean, I don't, if I can I try to do the crystal ball thing a little bit, I don't think Gary Burrell is going to be the NDP leader the next time we go to election. But um, I don't know if, if there's someone, in order to replace a leader, you've got someone, you've got to have someone who wants to come forward and do it. And so I think the party will have to look at what happened this time, what they could, could have done differently, better, um, what was just sort of, what were factors that were out of their control. It seemed to me they ran quite a, 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 you know, effective campaign, but it didn't translate into very many more seats for them. Could somebody else do that? Do they need to think about running a woman leader? Do they need to think about getting more diversity, um, you know, around the leadership? Like, would that make a difference? And, you know, are, are they seeing a scenario where voters like what they're saying, but they're still voting for somebody else? Because we have a, you know, high tradition of strategic voting. People sometimes get it in their heads that the NDP aren't going to form government. And so they vote for somebody else, even though they quite like what the NDP are saying. So I think they've got to figure out that, right? Like, how can they connect with voters in a way that voters feel that they can support them in a, you know, in, by going to the ballot box and giving them their vote? Uh, we don't have official uh, election results as far as uh, voter turnout, but looking riding by riding, uh, some seem to be uh, very uh, much above 50 to 60 percent. Uh, I guess Elizabeth Smith McCrossin as an independent is making some history if that holds. I know they're still counting some ballots, but uh, I think 35 percent voter turnout in that riding. You know, it's it'll be fascinating to learn, you know, an election of change whether or not we actually hit a 50% voter turnout. I, I would hope it was at least that. Me too. I thought I saw something to last night around like 50.5, but I, I'm not sure. I, it's it's going to be kind of scary if we get 
below that 50%. Although this election being like, even though we're not in the eye of the storm here, like it still is a, a pandemic election. It's a summer election. It's one that I think people didn't necessarily want to tune into right away with there not being a lot of space between the parties ideologically. Sometimes that that's kind of has a, a sort of flattening sense where people don't really get too engaged. And so it's possible this is a bit of an anomaly, but I think going forward, and I hope this is the case that the premier and, and the legislature will think about things like voter engagement. And well, I mean, Tim Houston has campaigned on fixed election dates. I hope he doesn't. I hope that, you know, Gary Burrell holds, holds his feet to the fire on that anyway. And I, and maybe that will be accompanied by some thought around how to make institutions better, how to work on engagement, how to get young voters more involved so that we've got, you know, we can kind of count on a high, high turnout going forward. The, yeah, the, the fixed election dates and uh, perhaps having the Privacy and Information Commissioner, an agent of the House, as opposed to yeah. uh, just making recommendations. So I think that those are issues that Tim Houston has committed to with me in the past. Um, okay. the, we'll see where that uh, takes him and his party when he's trying to fix health care, too. Yeah, so, like a new a new leader sometimes is what you need to get some of that democratic reform, like the institutional reform. A sitting government is not going to be like, oh, I'm going to change the stuff around me now, right? Like it doesn't really doesn't really work that way. But a new person can sometimes add some change um, and is more willing to change some institutional things that are just sort of status quo, but could be better. So, uh, what broadcast will you be on for the federal election? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, by the way. Uh, Sarah is uh, just a, a great uh, anchor, she's and, and it yep. was uh, very insightful. She she's uh, paying attention to New Brunswick and kind of tied in yep. a few of those things too. So it was really great uh, coverage from Global. Thanks for watching. Thanks again for uh, helping us make sense of what happened in the election and that uh, you know movement of change. Momentum matters, and it it did uh, yep. very much pay off for for Tim Houston and his team. Oh yeah, thanks, Laurie, Sheldon. Lori Turnbull, all the best. You too. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.